Hi everyone, this is Angel, and you're listening to Above Average. it's angel welcome to episode three of my podcast above average um just a little recap before i explain why i was gone for a month (laughs) yeah so this is episode three um there's been two episodes in season three so far so the first one is wisdom i live by that was episode 23 And then episode 24 was Dating Your Opposite, Overcoming Challenges with my boy Ian Lim. Shout out to Ian for being, you know, a guest on my podcast, even though, you know, public speaking is not his thing. (laughs) Um, But I'm, this is episode three, or you can search it up as episode 25 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, my Buzzsprout, all of that. So yeah, welcome. Um, I guess before I start, if you are wondering why the audio quality is mid, it's really because your girl just doesn't want to go drive to my brother's studio. So we out here just using GarageBand again um, with no, you know, equipment whatsoever and... Honestly, if the quality of the content is good, it doesn't really matter the quality of the audio, right, guys? Right? I don't know. So anyway, I'm going to post a photo of my setup on my Instagram just so that y'all know the struggle out here. Um, But anyway, this is a solo episode. I've actually re-recorded this. This is my second time recording this episode just because... It's hard to get back at it after you've been gone for a month. And that's on me. That's on me. I should be more accountable of posting. But at the same time, it's summer. I was out and about spending time with my family, spending time with friends, you know, doing long weekends and trips here and there. Like, you know, we're just out here trying to have that work-life balance. So I don't have any excuses. (laughs) Also, if my voice is bad, it just is. I don't have COVID or anything. It's just early. I'm trying to do this before I start working. Um, But aside from that, I kind of wanted to share the topic for this episode, which is how I started liking myself again or liking yourself. I don't know the the subject yet or I guess like the title of the podcast. Um, I usually think of titles the day I post it, so... Mm, you never really know so future angel let me know what um, what title you chose but essentially I wanted to share actionable items so liking yourself because in previous seasons I've kind of shared or I've discussed topics like self-love self-confidence and all of that stuff and you know I think love sometimes it's easier to do than liking for me personally like I think when you love something or someone there's like a selflessness part of it that's like you're not asking for anything in return you're just like willingly giving love and that's scary you know but I think 
liking something, someone, even yourself, it's actually hard because it, for me, it makes me think like, what's in it for me? Like, why are you deserving of my like? (laughs) So I think it's easy for me to love things because I just get excited and I just want to like appreciate and like selflessly give that energy to the universe. But I think liking is difficult because it's just like I feel like there's more requirements for me for some reason so I want to share ways that I started liking myself because I feel like it's harder um and also my previous episodes about like loving yourself self-esteem all of that it was very much like highlighting the perspective of my guests so I've never actually spoken about this topic and what I truly feel about it and so I think season three it's been three years since this podcast came out it's about time for me to share and I think I've grown in the past three years that I feel like I'm comfortable enough and confident enough that whatever I say here the actionable lessons or the actionable efforts that I've done to get to a point where I like myself I'm really proud of and I want to share that I just want to provide like a disclaimer that everyone's journey is different (laughs) that sounds very basic but it really is and so hopefully if you don't get anything from the lessons that I've learned just me being open about my like journey and how it's freaking hard to even get to a point when you're like yourself and if you're out there having an anxiety-free life you know like high self-esteem like your parents raise you in a way that it might be nice you know like it might be nice (laughs) but for the people that you know are struggling with that right now and don't know where to start listen in and maybe you know take in a couple of next steps but if you're good in your life and you're like angel don't tell me what to do i want to do it on my own then just listen in and pretend that we're like chatting you know in a coffee shop or something and i'm oversharing like per usual i do that already so pretend we're like driving or we're in a coffee shop and i'm ranting about my struggles and just be a friend you know so let's get started a couple of things to note um a sub subject i guess or a sub description of this episode is yes liking yourself but also how I managed to follow mostly everything my therapist taught me (laughs) that's that's too long of a title so I'm not going to do that but I wanted to emphasize that all of these lessons I learned I'm not even going to credit mostly to me I did ask for like external support through therapy um as you know I do that (laughs) um and I also listen to a lot of like self-help like podcasts and really like inward thinking content and so I'm already in that realm and I'm not even gonna say that I pulled this out of my ass I definitely got it from resources and you know I think that's what's good about releasing content like this maybe you listening to me or you listening to your friend or you know having a therapist a counselor whatever like mentors that you listen to it never hurts to just absorb information honestly like, you can choose to to follow it or not but i think it never hurts hurts to learn more 
Um, so yeah, I really want to give a shout out to my therapist, Karen. Um, I don't know what I would do without you, girl. Um, you know, we, we just had a session yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, it's a struggle for me um, with like, I feel like my anxiety and esteem comes in waves and that's also something I want to clarify like you can't really fully get rid of your anxiety and you're always gonna have like a point where you question your esteem or like your esteem is kind of like threatened I don't know if threatens a good word and I think that's not a bad thing I don't think you can fully get rid of your anxious thinking and you can't fully feel like you are everything that you ever wanted like full like blast your self-confidence self-esteem is through the roof i think it comes in waves and first like you know anxiety mentally is a survival like uh reaction in your brain because when we were hunters and gatherers you know we needed something to signal to us that hey you probably shouldn't pet that lion you know or like hey i know that bear's cute but you probably shouldn't cuddle with that bear so like the anxiety is just your brain trying to protect you obviously now it's evolved to a point where some people have so much anxiety it's not even healthy anymore you know so i feel as if it's hard to get rid of it fully but you can regulate it in a way that's healthy so that you have it when you need it but then when you don't need it you don't have it (laughs) so i say like a healthy dose of anxiety is fine for me personally because it's always good to have some sort of like survival reaction um secondly for self-esteem i would say and you know correct me if i'm wrong because everyone's different but i do think that self-esteem also comes in waves for me every time i'm going through like challenges or i'm going through a period of growth i feel like that's really where my self-esteem is not as stable and i think that's normal because when you're trying to reach for bigger better things you're not there yet and so you're always going to be like oh i'm not in a point where i want to be you know and then you work hard and then you reach that point and then you feel confident you feel secure and then you feel like you want to challenge yourself again so then you keep raising the bar so i don't think it's bad to always feel like unstable not always always is not good but like when you are in a period of growth when you're in a period where you know you're challenging yourself and you're uncomfortable because you want to grow i think it's okay for your self-esteem to be unstable during that point because your brain's just trying to re reset what your standard is because you want to keep raising standards in yourself so just wanted to clarify that i'm not trying to get rid of anxiety in myself or trying to make sure that my esteem is through the roof i think humility is important and i think that worrying is also important in a healthy dose i guess i want to split this episode into two different sections one is how i tackle my anxious thoughts and then two how i learn to improve my esteem um and overall i think improving my or decreasing my anxious thoughts and improving my esteem that combo made me start liking myself again um i feel like you can also go 
the very like I don't know like stereotypical route of like treat yourself go to spa like make sure you look cute every day like I'll kind of touch up on that a little bit when I um go through the second section of like increasing esteem but I think for me what works the best is reframing my mind like all of the physical outward things that make me nervous and anxious and feel like an I don't know a loser because sometimes that does happen it doesn't really happen all that much because I learned to reframe the way I see the world and so if you're looking for actionable items that's more targeted towards your outward appearance this is not the episode for you okay this is very much like understanding thought patterns and then be knowing thought patterns and planning next steps based off of that um, it's very psychological approach and so if that's not the vibe for you then it's okay all right so let's talk about anxiety shall we maybe she's born with it maybe it's anxiety i don't know i think i'm born with it who knows um so i kind of briefly mentioned that anxiety can come even before you were born just because of like survival but i think (laughs) i'm like highly an anxious person and we could sit here and find the root of my traumas that's not what the episode is about but I think there's a level that you need to accept that that's just how you are like if you're a nervous person that's just how it be if you have social anxiety if you are super super shy and you feel anxious about that let's just sit here and say hey that's just how you be and that's okay okay so we're not trying to shame ourselves because of how we react we're just trying to accept that that's how we are so we can't even move on to the improvement part unless we accept so let's just be honest with ourselves know who we are if you are an emotional wreck if you cry because of every like sad commercial every trailer then don't be ashamed of that that's just how you are and that's just how you process the world and by that example i mean me because i cry about everything um but anyway i don't know if i can really explain tackling anxiety because everyone has different forms of it i know like some people they feel really anxious about like their loved ones like getting hurt or like they're really anxious about like the state of the world like anxiety can be sourced from different places i'm gonna talk specifically on my roots of anxiety and it's rooted from perfectionism and people pleasing um if you listen to my podcast i probably dropped that a lot like me being like a recovering people pleaser and perfectionist um and so yeah that's probably really repetitive now but just in case you forgot (laughs) that's me Alright, so this is not all-encompassing, obviously. I just wanted to provide my top three lessons that I've learned and actionable um, efforts that I've done to improve um, my anxiety. And I think it's hard to stop your anxious thinking when there's momentum already. It's like, I feel like for me, I'm going to give you an example. Like, if I hang out with friends the next day, a lot of times my anxious thoughts would be like oh why did you say that oh they you wasted their time 
Why are you so annoying? Why did they look at you like that? Why was there so much pause in that one sentence that that person said about you? Like, your brain can just go on and on and on. And, you know, nobody got time to deal with that. It's like, nobody has the time to debrief, like, all of these thoughts. And you have to understand, those thoughts are not you. You're just observing the thoughts. The thoughts are just passing by in your mind. Um, And so I think, for me, if I answer those thoughts, if, if my brain is like, why do they say that and I try to answer them it makes the voice go louder because now I'm entertaining them it's kind of like if there was a ghost in my house and I start talking to the ghost the ghost will be like bet I'm gonna start talking to you again and again and again you know and that's why you just don't talk at all period like you don't talk to the (laughs) to the voice in your head to the ghost in the room you know you pretend it's not there um and so I just wanted to like reassure that like these top three things that I'm about to say, it's mostly uh, a safety net for me. Like it's barriers to make sure that I don't um, have a momentum to fully like, I don't know, jump into anxious thinking. Because if you kind of let those anxious thoughts win and it gets louder and louder and louder, that's when, you know, you get anxiety episodes and just it's just not the vibe we're not (laughs) let's just not get to that point you know what I mean um anyway so the first thing that I learned from my therapist a while back and I feel like I started implementing is being your own gatekeeper and managing self-talk like how do you talk to yourself and obviously those are two completely different things but when I mean by gatekeeping it's like when you are in control with what you entertain in your mind so like what I mentioned before if ever my brain starts thinking like oh that person looked at you weird they probably hate you or like oh like the thing you said in that meeting sucked and everyone thinks you're stupid like all of that stuff that's again not you that's just random thoughts that's passing by and it's just anxious thoughts um being your own gatekeeper is you selecting which ones to entertain or not kind of like what i said about if there was a ghost in your room that ghost better have positive content or else i'm not talking to them you know what i mean so when i hear those thoughts i literally just close the gate and i'm like nope you're not getting in i'm not entertaining you and i think that itself is gonna help increase your muscles for positive self-talk Um, just saying no to negative self-talk and I'm gonna describe these mental patterns as muscles so like when I say negative self-talk if you talk to yourself a lot about like I'm an I'm ugly I'm I'm stupid I'm a loser I suck if you keep thinking that your negative self-talk muscle is super like built it's like super strong and as you know if you work out certain muscles it's easier to do things with it so what i mean by saying no is saying i'm not going to use that muscle instead i'm going to start working out my positive positive talk muscles so Let's start to weaken those negative self-talk muscles by not using it, period, and gatekeeping. We're not using that muscle anymore. We're going to start to strengthen other muscles. And if you've always done negative self-talk and anxious thinking and you let you entertain anxious thinking, it's very hard to start not doing that. And again, it's because 
those muscles are stronger than your weak ass like positive <laughs> self-talk muscle and so if you ever notice like hmm, let me let me listen to angel and let me do that and then it's hard yeah like yeah it's hard because your positive like muscle is weak but if you keep doing it you just keep gatekeeping what goes in and out of your mind that muscle will get stronger and then sooner or later it'll be easier so I think for me now it's a lot easier for me to not entertain negative thinking because I've like you know through time incrementally increase the positive like self-control in my brain but i'm just gonna reiterate if you start doing this now it will be hard i'm just letting you know it's hard um i'm just being real but it's worth it and i'm here to prove that because that i'm like a product of that effort um on a side note like i also feel as if you can have like more straightforward ways to say no i know like it's hard to just be like no because your brain it's like kind of like if someone tells you not to think about something and it makes you want to think about that thing you know what i mean so i have a couple of again not a couple i guess a couple a couple of things that i do to shift my brain to not think about those things one i literally purposely try to do something else so when my brain's like overly analyzing something in a negative way I literally think about something like I I force myself to think about something I'm like oh wow like the sun is really like bright like I just say random stuff and it's my brain actively controlling itself and controlling the narrative that it wants to have in every moment in time and that also increases your like self-control muscles you know what i mean um so yeah if some in my brain is just like hey angel remember that one time in second grade when you did this i'm thinking like wow what should i have for lunch like, you know i really just say the randomest things in my brain and it actually helps the second thing if if that's a lot because sometimes it's hard to think of topics i also do like i use my senses to feel more grounded in reality so usually if i'm speculating the heck out of something usually my anxieties again is rooted from like if i was doing the best that i could if people thought i was doing a good job if if i was like a good friend or whatever very social-esque um type of anxious thinking i usually just like feel you know like feel textures around me i'm just like right now i'm sitting crisscross applesauce like on my bedroom so i'm like oh wow this carpet is like kind of soft like you know i feel like my surroundings i like play with my like hands and i'm just like my hands are kind of like soft right now you know so if ever figuring out alternative topics to distract your brain as hard maybe try like touching different surfaces and like really being more present because only the present is the truth everything in your brain is literally assumptions and speculations you know okay so that was one thing that's helped with my anxiety in summary just increasing your positive self-talk and self-control muscles in your brain so that if ever those thoughts come you're like okay bye you know like <laughs> see ya no i have don't don't have time for you right now you know what i mean 
The second thing is minding my own business. <laughs> and I think it's because a lot of my anxiety comes from like what, oh, I wonder what other people think of me or like, oh, I wonder what other people view me as. And I start to realize that their perception of me is not my business. And it's just that. It's just like fact, you know? Um, so I think when every time like anxious thinking comes about like, oh, did I like did I do a good job about this like I think I did a good job but did they think I did a good job if I know I did a good job that doesn't matter what other people's perception of that is because you know it doesn't matter like you should trust your own like rubric for life honestly um and that's also a muscle you know like self-trust like you need to that takes work and you need to work out those things and it takes time but honestly I think this is something that really helps the most like these days because it's kind of like uh (laughs) like an older sister like a best friend like talking to you like if I ever feel like I didn't do a great job or if I felt like people didn't approve of the way I am when I'm just being myself some thoughts are always just like oh you know you're just too much sometimes or like oh like you need to like you need to like chill out because some people don't like the way you are i just tell myself like dude who cares like whatever they think about you is just a sliver of reality because they don't really know you you know like they're just using what they saw at that moment in time to formulate a conclusion and now they have a perception of you and that's them that's like on them and you know i'm not uh i'm not like excluded from that too like you know i perceive people like that's the only thing we can do we don't know people fully we can only use the information that we're exposed to so you know if people are having a really bad day and then that's the only time i saw them they're probably more rude you know than usual and i don't know so i think we're just gonna check ourselves to know that like yes other people's perceptions of us is not none of our business because that's not even that's just a sliver of a moment in time in your life and it's really hard to make conclusions about someone's like personality and and just like value and identity through that um and two we also are victims of that we also perceive people so just a reminder to everyone you really don't know anyone really you only just know moments of them and that's fine (laughs) another thing too is that people grow all the time right so if i perceived someone last month and they were being whatever and i concluded something out of that who's to say that they're not different this month like everyone's growing so it's actually embarrassing like it's embarrassing why am i saying it like that embarrassing embarrassing (laughs) it's actually embarrassing you know to conclude something of someone because you're literally using data that's out of date like (laughs) what outdated data because you know they might be different now and so i think we just need to assume the best of people that if ever they're going through something if ever they didn't give you the best of impressions we're gonna assume that they're better now because i think it it calms my mind to think that way like to assume the best in people 
Um, and also, if they're not, whatever they're thinking of you is none of your business. Really, just move on. Oh, you think I'm rude? Cool. That's none of my business that you think that, <laughs> honestly. And, you know, you can always take in feedback, but never use that to pin into your identity. Like, if someone ever gives me feedback like, hey, you weren't very nice doing this, I'm not going to pin that to my identity. I'm just going to take it as feedback and when I have the capacity to address it I'll address it in myself like let's just be accountable to improving ourselves but anyway that kind of went into a tangent but I think it does help with anxiety because it helps shut off like all of these speculations um what, like what other people think of you like why it matters so much like it doesn't it really doesn't and also what they think of you is not even accurate you know what I mean all right so the third one for this section of like addressing my anxiety um i would say i stopped expecting myself in others and i think let me reiterate like my anxious thinking is based off of like other people's perception of me and if i'm doing a good job and if i'm of service of them for some reason i just feel like if i'm not of service i'm not doing a good job and that's a conversation for my therapist but I think one of the things that's been helping is that I just don't expect myself in others because before and this is a very silly example but it used to happen I used to like over analyze texts because some people don't use emojis the way I use emojis or some people don't use exclamation points as much as me i think for texts i over i'm overly friendly just because i know that's what i would want and some people aren't just like that and that doesn't mean that they were mad at me it was just like that's not them and so i would just get butt hurt for no reason because i'm like well i would do this why aren't they doing it and that's just not a healthy mindset um everyone expresses their good intentions differently you know similar to love languages so like you just gotta accept that everyone is doing the best that they can with the good that they know it's also like if i start thinking like that we're like oh i i would want this how come they they aren't doing this it's also just like who's to say that like my definition of the way things should work is the best definition you know there's a little bit of like ego there if you use your own like definition of good to call out other people or to get hurt because other people aren't doing it so I definitely have benefited from not finding mirrors of myself and other people I'd literally just be like if you respect me and you're kind then you can do whatever you want and also the more I think the older that I get the more clear it is that some people just like their intention was good the execution was just not the best you know and I think right now I focus a lot on like yes respect kindness but also what was your intention if your intention was that it was coming from a good place it just wasn't executed in the best way it's I forgive very easily because you know I would want that for myself I would want people to give me grace if I like had the best of intentions but I just didn't do it the best way possible so anyway I think not expecting myself and other people has helped with my anxiety because then I'm not always concluding something about it it's like 
oh, they didn't do this thing and normally I would do this, so they probably hate me. Like, no, they don't. And if they do, it's none of my business. <laughs> my Their perception is none of my business anyway, so hopefully that helps. Like, again, let's just debrief. Let's summarize. The three things that help me check so that I don't get into these, like, anxious thinking spirals is first, gatekeeping the heck out of my brain to increase my, like, self-control muscles and my positive thinking muscles. So if ever random thoughts pop up, like, hey, remember that you are lacking in this field, I'm just gonna be like, no, goodbye, bye, bye thoughts. Anyway, moving on, you know, let's just not let's not like make it easy for us to lose control in our minds because the mind is super powerful you know second um you know minding your own business with how other people perceive you but also like assuming the best in people it never hurts to assume the best in people because when you assume the worst it just occupies more space in your brain like i don't really have time to think the worst of you because i have bigger problems like internally so i really don't have time for this um the third and last thing is not expecting myself and others because everyone's different everyone's doing the best that they can with what they know and you need to like accept and respect that um and live outside of your ego because everyone is so different um again this is not an exhaustive list this is not like only three things like there's so many other approaches i just found that these three things helped me um you know during my journey to regulate these anxious thinking all right so moving on to self-esteem it's been a journey for me (laughs) i think um i don't really know when it started happening but i was just like wow i i think i'm a cool person like wow i i think i like myself i don't know when it started happening but anyway the the work the hard work it started probably post-college when I was really focusing on like I don't like the way I think about myself and I want to change that and it was such an overwhelming like effort or it was like such an overwhelming realization because you just really don't know where to start and so I'm going to list four things I think (laughs) that has helped me because I do know when I started to be more serious with figuring out how to heal myself and how to repair my mindset I knew it was very overwhelming so let's start with the easiest thing and it is to build historical data to prove that you are doing a great job (laughs) and I don't know I, I don't know how to like phrase that in a less like corporate way but I think a lot of my self-esteem was rooted from like oh I'm not smart I'm not hardworking. like I don't have my life together like whatever and so that really makes you insecure that you feel like you're not an adult especially when you're entering your 20s you know it always it almost seems like you have to like turn off a switch or turn on a switch and now you're an adult and I feel like when you're the youngest in your company or you're leaving the comfort of college or just so much like issues and insecurities because you're uncomfortable and so what I mean by like building historical data I mean like doing things that make you feel proud of yourself because I don't think 
people, I think people with low self-esteem issues, it's very hard for them to be proud of themselves because they feel like they don't deserve like the praise sometimes and I'm generalizing so I'm just gonna focus on me like personally for me I'm just like I don't think I'm doing a good job I don't think I did anything that's worthwhile I think I'm ugly I think blah 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 you know what I mean like the huge the huge things I don't think like this anymore but there was definitely a time when I did and so what I would do is like I'd start as easy as like um like like what is that what am I saying like setting my bed like what is that what is it when you're like oh making up making your bed like as easy as like making my bed like that is already something I can check and be proud of it's like wow like I'm someone who makes their bed in the morning or like drinking like water because you know it's actually hard to drink like the regular like the recommended intake of water every day so just me being hydrated like drinking water for myself um making my bed like cleaning my room like obviously everyone has different ways that they feel proud but like those things like getting shit done is what makes me proud at the end of the day um another thing that makes me proud is like listing something in my to-do list and then actually committing to it so that i'm i start trusting myself when i say i'm gonna do something like oh i i am a person that commits to things so when you start doing tasks and when you start doing activities you start to formulate your identity so then there's actually more content to base your esteem from and you're not just like saying random things like i'm ugly it's like okay but like what's your proof you know what i mean when you do actionable things you have proof so then you're not easily like put down by negative thinking and like convincing yourself that you're not worth anything so I would say start by doing small things like I think what I really like is like going out outside even just like going outside and going for like a short walk just even around the block like you doing that is just like wow I'm a person that goes out for walks like that's something that is real and something you can like use to define yourself not I'm a loser you know what I mean like what's your basis like what's your proof like I'm a loser what like you know so at least you find things that actually has proof or I'm a person that makes their bed like I'm a person that um studies for exams like you know like I think it's so easy when you are not working hard in something to feel like you're not worth it but also it's just like girl did you put the work did you actually do the work you know and it doesn't have to be like this huge thing i definitely say start small like go on a walk make your bed like honestly girls like take care of your face like wash your face before you sleep you know like remove the makeup and all of that stuff so i think doing these small things really helped me trust myself because i'm like oh i'm a reliable human and reliable humans are worth something (laughs) so that's one Um, The second thing is being honest with the things that I actually like. So I think self-esteem is also threatened when you start comparing yourself to people, right? And so I think for me, I'm always just like, why am I not as smart as them? Why am I not as good as them in this thing? And it's just a lot of comparing. And it's just not, first of all, you shouldn't compare because like nobody got time to do that. (laughs) But it is very easy to feel like you are insecure 
because you compare yourself to a lot of people. And so one of the things I learned is I really sat with myself and thought like, what are the things that I actually like? So I like um, organizing. I like hosting. I like um, decorating. I like plants. I like dancing. I like eating. I like traveling, right? Things I don't like. Um, I don't really, not that I don't like them, but like, I just like, it's not an interest of mine. Like, like weightlifting. I don't like, I, I don't have no care for the world with that. I don't have any care for basketball. I don't have any care for like standardized testing. You know what I mean? And so once you kind of create this like list of things that you actually are interested in, what starts to happen is you don't find people that are better than you in those fields, I think, because when you're just when you just like something for the pure enjoyment of doing it, you start to think of people that are better as like mentors or inspiration because you're just so excited to get into the weeds of this activity. Like I'm gonna use dance as an example. Like when people are better than me in dance, it's mostly like, wow, like I wonder what I can learn from them. Because what's motivating me in that activity is not other people being better than other people. What's motivating me is my enjoyment of that thing. Like, wow, like I really want to learn from this person because I just love dance so much. Like I just want to like enjoy dance, you know. Also, you can also think about it the opposite where I don't find like pride or I don't find confidence or ego from knowing that someone isn't the same level of dance as me. It's just like, oh, I just want to teach them. Like, oh, I'm just excited that we're all out here trying to learn and get better. Like, so I feel like if you're honest with the things you like and the things you're excited about, it starts to not be a very malicious thing when other people are in different levels because you just enjoy that and that activity on its own and what motivates you is just like the enjoyment of it but if you ever do something that you don't like for example like standardized testing i freaking hate it first of all it should be just extinct you know but whatever this is a story for another time if someone has better grades than me in tests when i hate tests of course like i'm gonna feel bad about it because like the only motivation i have is just like oh like the only motivation I have is like be better than someone else because I'm not this this task is not motivating me the only thing that's motivating me is maybe me being better than someone so it starts being malicious and so when I start comparing myself I think about do I even like this thing if I don't then it doesn't matter if they're better because I don't even like this you know like oh do like for the longest time I used to be like super threatened in orchestra like I, I wanted to be like the concert master all the time like every quarter in high school because I played violin and the concert master is like there's just like you have more perks I think I don't know and I would always be super like threatened and insecure when other people play better and then I really sat down with myself and and then I thought like do I enjoy this do I really like this or am I just doing it to brag? Am I just doing it because it motivates me to win over someone? And the answer was, yeah, it's motivating to be better than people, obviously. It feels good when you're better, like, no no lie. And so I think I just started to shift my lifestyle where I only do things that I enjoy. And for the 
for the things that I do that maybe I don't enjoy and that's easier to compare I just like either stop doing it altogether or I keep reminding myself like you're doing this because it's a task you need to do but not because you enjoy it not because it's like you're passionate and you love this thing so don't compare because at the end of the day even if people are better or worse you don't even care because you don't really care about this thing you know all right so the third one is kind of random but i think it helps and it's allowing myself to be excited um allowing myself to celebrate allowing myself to like vocally express happiness and this is this might be random when it comes to self-esteem because it's just like wait what but i think a lot of people are insecure about how they actually are (laughs) like maybe when you're young you want to be cool right so then you hide when you want to laugh or like you don't want to react too excited because it's not cool i think in your 20s you should celebrate however the heck you want because i think about that as like you honoring your inner child like if you're excited about something be excited if something someone says something funny freaking laugh you know if you think that the sky is beautiful that day freaking say dude that's a dope ass sky right now so i think you just releasing positive vibrations first of all will come back to you in turn because that's just how it works you know like cause what's that cause and effect or like i don't know what i'm saying but i think it's definitely a really 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 essential for you to release positive vibrations in the world and one of the things to do that is just like if something in your heart in in your body is wanting to celebrate and be happy you should release that in however you want because that's you honoring your inner child that's you just reacting as a positive excited person and it's really hard actually to do that because sometimes you feel judged like for me right sometimes i just randomly like want to compliment people for some reason like i just feel like so much love for people and that sometimes can be weird like some people feel weirded out by that it's just like oh like why is angel doing this is she flirting with me i'm just like you know like those are the thoughts i think about like i wonder if people think i'm flirting with them just because like i compliment them but it's really just because i love humanity and there's probably certain like traits in that person that i do love you know And so, yeah, like, figure out what ways you release love and excitement and, you know, I don't know, like, positivity and fully just embrace that because that's the most authentic version of you. And so, it's like, that will boost your self-esteem because you're just allowing yourself to be and that is such a secure thing. Like, that helps me be secure in myself, like if i'm really excited about food i'm like wow this is so freaking good and like i will talk about it like if i feel like the weather's nice i'm just like wow this is like the weather's so nice like oh my gosh i'm so excited like you know there's nothing wrong with releasing positivity and if people are annoyed about that then that's embarrassing for them because like why would you hate on people that are just being positive and excited about whatever it is um yeah, so like I love it when people just share how excited they are about something. It doesn't matter if I'm not excited about it, but just seeing you excited about it, it's just like, wow, like this person is just being themselves and being happy. Like, 
good for them, you know, because it's sometimes it's hard to even get excited about things when you're having a hard time or when you have a depressive episode. So when I notice that people are happy and excited, it just makes me thankful that like at least they are having this moment to release positivity and that they are experiencing positivity. Anyway, I don't know if that makes sense, but yes, it's kind of like you're just being your authentic self. You know what I mean? And so it should help with your esteem. Um, The last thing that I'm going to touch on is probably one of the most popular or I guess self-esteem is just always tied to this and it's body image. Um, I myself do have body image like struggles. I feel like everyone does even if I find someone like to have like a body that I aspire to have, watch them have insecurities about their own bodies, you know, like everyone's just going through it. And so I think one of the ways I've managed to overcome like an unhealthy relationship with my body image is this saying, I don't know if it's quote, quote unquote, exactly this, but I think I heard somewhere that's like the only body that you should master is yourself and once you master your body no other body matters like no no nobody no no fuck anyway let's recap (laughs) the only body you should master is yourself and once you master your own body there's no more like comparison because you are the standard um to provide more context to that i started liking k-pop in middle school and that's when my body image like issues started happening because all the people that i admired in that industry just looked the same and i didn't look like them and so i was almost like so familiar with everyone's like physical like features and figures and i started to use my brain started to interpret that as like the standard and so when i see myself i'm always just like oh i'm not the standard because i don't look like these people and that kind of like trailed on um in high school even like college um it's because like society always pins like certain figures as like it girls and it guys and and it's hard for you to not fall for that when you're overly exposed to media and stuff and so one of the exercises I did was just like I just don't pay attention to people's bodies anymore and I think people appreciate that (laughs) like I would hate if someone was like looking at me and overanalyzed my body like can you please not do that that's embarrassing for me (laughs) like you know so i don't really pay attention to people's bodies anymore i don't try to overanalyze their bodies i don't try to compare myself to them um i do acknowledge beauty you know i'm like oh this person looks really pretty like wow they're amazing but i'm not overly looking at every detail of why they are like that they just are you know um and then I just started to look at myself more. Um, it's kind of vain, but sometimes you have to be, you know, like I started to notice like how my arms are. I started noticing like how my neck bends. I started to notice how my stomach folds when I sit. like just being super, super observant of myself. Like what I'm saying is like, what, look at yourself when you're naked. Look at yourself when you're changing, like familiarize yourself with your 
your body, you know, and I think sooner or later, your brain will just start to normalize it and start to set it as a standard. Like, there is no goal body. You are the body. You are the only body, honestly. Like, that's the only body you have. And so, get to know it because you're going to be spending like 60 to 100 plus years with this, you know? So, get to know it. And also, like, you're aging all the time, right? And so, you're never going to have this body again. Like, every single day, you change. And the older you are, you're going to start getting wrinkles. You're going to start having like saggy places so every day like just see it because it's not gonna it's not gonna be this way again you know yeah I really just started familiarizing myself with my own body and I don't even know anyone else's like if you tell me like what does this person like look like can you draw this person I don't know because I focus a lot more on people's energies now I don't really look at those physiques but I'm hyperly aware of mine and that could be dangerous too but I think focusing more of like I know how I look and I accept that and I am the standard um so in a less like sappy way one of the things I also like that has also helped with my body image issues is I realized that okay well before I used to think this very unhealthy thinking and it's I thought that only skinny people were confident and then I I think there was a culture shift where more and more like thicker girls um curvier girls more more of like similar bone structure as my body started to surface through media and like as influencers or even like movies and I was like I found them so beautiful and I found them so confident so I think when people say like find role models that look like you it's really true honestly because I didn't think that I could like because it wouldn't make sense for me to think those people are beautiful and not to think of myself as beautiful when we look the same you know like that doesn't make sense like one plus one is two you know what I mean um and also one of the things I realized is like get to know what looks good on you and really embrace that like stop copying what's trendy right now because what's trendy might not look good on you um i used to be super insecure about like having to buy like extra large clothes or like anything above a medium i used to be like oh my gosh i suck like i hate this like why do i have to buy a large extra large but like girl it that that large will look better on you because it'll hug your body better than a freaking medium that will just like make you feel uncomfortable and tight and you don't even feel good because it's like having muffin tops and stuff like that you know what I mean so I think definitely be honest with your measurements and then purchase clothes that fit you and make you feel good because at the end of the day they're gonna look better and also like finding influencers that have similar shapes as you and using them as inspiration because like that's what I do I'm like when I try to get swimsuits online I usually find girls that have the same belt as me and then I buy swimsuits that look good on them because most likely they'll good look good on me I'm not gonna use like some person that's a completely different size as me as as a way to judge if I'm gonna look like them because it's never gonna happen you know what I mean so definitely recommend knowing your size being comfortable when you dress and then 
finding cute like influencers that have similar builds and then like letting them like help you figure out that style anyway that wraps up this episode it's kind of long i'm parched but i'm really glad that i get to share this because it's been a long time coming i don't think i was ever confident or comfortable sharing how secure i've become because i was never as secure as today and who's to say you know maybe tomorrow it'll change but i hope you took something out of this and i hope that you know that you are the standard you know there is no one else like mind your own business (laughs) you know um and hopefully you start to take steps to liking yourself because it's really hard and i accept that and a side note I guess now that I'm like oversharing and stuff I always wonder if people get uncomfortable of how oversharing I am on my podcast but also if you are it's not the podcast for you you know so see ya you know um but anyway I just wanted to say like it is gonna take a lot of time and if you've been through that journey and you're in a point of self-acceptance now like you know for sure it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of like active mental thinking and mental reframing and so yeah if you're in this journey just give yourself grace because it's tough out here you know what i mean um but aside from that i hope you guys have a great day have a wonderful weekend because i'm posting this on friday you matter bye